Hollywood is one step closer to getting back to business. Late Sunday, the Writers Guild of America reached a tentative agreement with studios to potentially end one of the longest strikes in film and TV history. Details about the agreement are unknown, but WGA leadership called the three-year proposal quite exceptional. Joining us now for more is Martine Zimmerman, WGA West Campton writer and producer. Welcome back, Martine. Hi, thank you for having me. Also with us is WGA Captain Zane Doran, professor of radio, TV, and film at Northwestern University. Hey, Zane. Hey, how you doing? All right. And rounding out our panel is Ed Chadron, oh, executive director. Ed Chadron, executive director of SAG After Us Chicago. Welcome back. Hi, and it's actually Eric, Eric but that's fine. That, We're good. All right. And just as a disclaimer, I and many of my colleagues in the WBEZ newsroom are members of SAG-AFTRA, but journalists are under a different contract than the actors, and therefore we are not part of the actors' strike. Uh, first, uh, your reactions to the news that the writers got their deal, and for now, you know, can they, you know, put their picket signs down? Let's get started right now with the screenwriters. Martin, Martin? Uh, we are very excited. Um, we have... We're thrilled with the, the announcement from the negotiation committee, and we're excited to put it to a vote, uh, which will happen shortly. But uh, in terms of putting down our picket signs, yes, we have put down our WGA picket signs for the time being, and we are picking up solidarity picket signs uh, to be alongside our siblings in SAG-AFTRA. And what about you, Zaid? What do you think about this uh, this tentative deal? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with Martine. Obviously, this negotiating committee has earned a lot of trust and goodwill with the membership over the last five months. So when they say the deal is exceptional, that makes us optimistic. You know, we'll wait to see what the details are. But as Martine said, we're, we're not giving up either our strike until until the ratification vote comes down. And we're certainly not giving up as long as our siblings in SAG-AFTRA are out on the picket lines. And Eric, I'm wondering what went through your mind when the news broke. You're with SAG-AFTRA, the union representing 160,000 TV and film actors, and you have been on strike for more than two months. Did this give you a sense of hope for your own strike? Uh, certainly, it was um, quite a quite a surprise on Sunday night when we heard that they had uh, had a tentative agreement, and um, we were uh, thrilled because we knew going in that the Writers Guild. Um, has been advocating very aggressively for their members, and they've done an excellent job at the table and have done a great great job out in on the picket lines and in the field um, organizing their folks. So we knew if they were able to achieve an agreement and assuming it does come in and looks like uh, what they what we all hope it is, um, that pro that really kind of clears the path a little bit for our, our contract negotiations because we have a lot of similar interests. Now, Zaid, we have uh, in the last 150 days or so, what, ha what have they been like for you and the other folks in the WGA? I mean, I think it's been difficult, of course, for writers and for the actors and the IATSE members who have been, you know, out of work because of the strike. I, I, we're obviously very aware of the disruption that it's caused. But, of course, the studios could have ended this strike 147 days ago. They could have come to us with a reasonable offer right from the beginning. And so it's been difficult, but I think it's also, we've been excited to see all the kind of the solidarity between writers, which has never been stronger. And then also, of course, you know, 
meeting our, our friends and comrades from these other unions, Eric and his SAG-AFTRA members were out on our picket lines before they ever went on strike just to show us support, to show us solidarity. So I think what you're seeing is a kind of a cross-industry and frankly cross-country labor movement, people realizing that workers are all in this together. Now, Martin, you know, five months is a long time to go without working uh, as a screenwriter. writer. Um, how has it been for you? Uh, it's obviously been tough dealing with the uncertainty and I think also dealing with, uh, you know, everyone's uncertainty, people coming to you asking if we have a sense of what's happening. And obviously, uh, you know, the studios, as Zaid said, could have come to us right away and negotiated in good faith and they wanted to wait us out. So it was also galvanizing in the sense that we, uh, it, it was a test of our will, of our strength as a union and, and a strength uh, and, and a test of our strength as an industry of workers. And we all showed that we, our resolve is strong, right? That they could not wait us out. That we, every time they tried to test us, they tried to seem like they were negotiating only to pull the rug out from under us to see if we would break. We said, no, we are not. We saw right through this tactic this ploy and we stay stuck together so that was uh that was very heartening to see even as you know it was frustrating to sort of deal with the uncertainty day to day you know zade at the heart of the strike were a few different issues you had wages the use of artificial intelligence residuals uh, particularly for streaming uh staffing for writer's room uh, lay out the main concerns for us well, yeah, you just mentioned a bunch of them. And I think I would just say, you know, overall, the sense was this was an existential moment for writing as a profession, that we had to do something about these technological changes that have come along and the consolidation of the business in the hands of a few tech companies and multinationals. And we had to, you know, claw back some of the power that our forebears in the in the guild had won for us. So that means residuals that allow writers to make a sustainable career. It means protections against AI and the, the kind of technological changes we're seeing. And, you know, it just means overall, like all workers, trying to fight for some fair share of the profits that our work makes for these giant companies and these the CEO salaries that we're seeing ballooning out of control. This is a moment when you're seeing writers, actors, but also auto workers, flight attendants, Starbucks workers, all saying, you know, enough is enough. We have to take some of that back. You know, we're not we're not really sure what's in, in the deal yet that hasn't been made public, but the studios are calling it uh, exceptional. Martini, you want, I mean, how do you feel it, it might, have you seen some of the details in there yet? Uh, we will get details once the board uh, signs off on that. So that will happen later today. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is no matter what the studios say, what we trust as membership is what the negotiating committee says. And they say that it is exceptional and that these are historic gains. And so that's what has us excited. Great. And do you know when, how soon a vote could be called for this? Then? Uh, I assume the vote will be called uh later today or tomorrow, and then there will the, the timeline for the vote will be set out from there. Uh, Martin, it seemed that like all, not all the studio execs were locked into step early this month. The WGA told its members that several studios privately expressed a desire and willingness to negotiate contracts, but there were other studio exec, executive holdouts. What, what was your mind? What was holding things up there? Well, um, as our leadership has said time and again, the truth of the matter is that the studios actually, their interests are not aligned in the way that our interests as writers are aligned and our interests as actors and writers are aligned. Uh, you know, the vast majority of the time, 
uh, when contracts are not being negotiated, these studios are competing with each other, and their goal is to basically make sure that the other ones don't exist, right? They want to be the only ones remaining. So those interests, those competing interests, obviously entered the the contract talks as well because their their financial incentives are very different. Uh, Netflix can only make money a certain way, and Disney makes money a different way because they have uh, ABC as a broadcast network. So those interests were starting to fray, and we knew that that would happen. We knew that eventually uh, legacy media companies such as Disney, such as Universal, right, that those companies would not be able to sustain the strike much longer and that eventually if they didn't convince Netflix to come back to the table with them, they would break off. So we knew that we had that going for us. And so that's why we were able to stand so strong. You know, one of the things people like doing when they're at home, especially on what on a morning like today, it's raining. And if you have a chance to be off is streaming movies and just relaxing. How have like say family and friends, how have they supported you? Have you, when Netflix is on, do you say shut it off? No, we have never said that because obviously we want the the work of our members to be celebrated and to receive a large audience. What we we want to show is that our work is valuable and that we deserve a share of that value that we create. So we never said that. I mean, but family and friends have definitely supported us by reaching out, seeing how we're doing, asking how negotiations are going, or just saying that they support us. Now, Zaid, we haven't heard much from the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers since the deal was struck on Sunday. Have you heard anything? No, we haven't heard anything from them, and we didn't expect to. I think, you know, they were eventually forced to come back to the table by our solidarity, by the fact that we had been out for this long, by the fact that their shareholders were starting to ask questions and, you know, they were starting to lose money, which is the main thing they care about. So, now that the deal has been apparently made, we you know we expect that they'll turn their attention to making a deal with SAG-AFTRA, but ultimately I think you know we won what we needed to win in this strike, and and I think you know whatever they say, as Martine said, we are most interested in listening to what the guild leadership says, what our negotiating committee tells us, and to seeing the details of the deal ourselves and getting to evaluate and ratify it this week. Now, Eric, what if anything does the WGA deal mean for actors? So I think the most important thing is that it sets up a pattern um, and that or at least a, a roadmap for us to get to to where we need to get. And and again, I'll repeat that they were um, because we have a lot of um, converging interests, a lot of uh, things that are affecting the writers affect us as well. Uh, those issues have been addressed. And again, assuming that they've been that they've been addressed um, to the liking of the membership, of the Writers Guild, that bodes well for it to be able for our folks to be able to. Uh, get back to the negotiating table and come up with uh, with an agreement that looks you know similar to that or at least has improvements in the areas where the writers have had improvements. So I think that overall um, it, it looks as if we'll, we, we will have a uh, I wouldn't say a glide path, but I think there's a there's a there's a way you can see the way forward where it wasn't necessary there before they, the writers got theirs. I mean you've seen a lot of solidarity between the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, walking the picket lines, the actors and the writers. How important is it to keep that solidarity now that the WGA has this, this tentative deal? We, we, we keep talking about that. I'm always on the phone with Brett Neview, who's uh, another, another strike captain, and with Martine and with Zaid. Uh, we're doing constantly, uh, just I think, what was it, Sunday before last, we had a big uh, unity gathering mm -hmm. uh, at a local coffee shop that was really great and really well attended and um and we've done and we've made a commitment that not just not just to get through the strike but just to have going forward knowing each other and having gotten to know each other in the trenches as we've done 
I think it's 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 um, it's forged a bond that I don't think will break easily, and it's something that I I know we're going to work with purpose to keep it going because it, it pays dividends. Just you know, every time that we we work together and everything we've done in this campaign has just paid dividends. I think towards the larger goal of, you know, everybody getting the 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 contract that they need and deserve. Now, Eric. Um you know, every day we hear stories and news accounts that this actor is getting paid this millions for this for this movie or TV show, but it's not like that for every actor out there. Um, has this been sort of a, a opportunity to educate the public about the the actual the reality of most actors? You know, that's I'm glad you brought that up because I I have been saying that till I'm blue in the face. Everywhere I get to talk, I'll tell people this. This isn't this is what people don't understand. We do have you know, admittedly there is a one percent in our membership. The Brad Pitts and the Meryl Streeps and uh, the Amanda Seafreeds, right? Um, and they do very well, and, and nobody's n- nobody, uh, you know, has a problem with that. I mean, I think people were very happy about that their success. But a typical actor in our union uh, is not making their living working in this in this industry. So they they tend to have other jobs. Um, uh, I cite a, a statistic that 85% of our members on a, in any given qualification period do not qualify for health care. It takes about $26,500 to qualify for health care. And, um, and like I said, 85% of our membership do not typically qualify for health care. So it's a, it's a business that has a 1%, and we do have a, a, a somewhat larger middle class where they can, people can actually make their living, but they're not getting rich. But there is a huge amount of our members that that really do not make their living in this industry, and and you know this is something that we're trying to do to help those folks make the most of their careers um, because of the sort of declining standards that have come about because of streaming, especially, has caused um, a deterioration of of their ability to make a living, and it just it makes it harder. So, uh, assuming we get the gains that we're hoping for, that will hopefully uh, bend that curve back in the right direction. You know, but we've seen celebs on the picket lines joining uh, the the picketers out there. Has that been important to, to have some of the well-known actors out there supporting everybody? I think it's, I think it's paid dividends. I think, you know, when people are seeing that on TV or in TMZ or they see it online, that it, it, it's, it's, it's almost clickbait, right? People want to see it. And I think it allows people to, to get, to take that next step beyond the celebrity as to why are they doing this, and all of a sudden it, it starts to be able to create a, uh, a, a, a you know a, a, a perspective with people that that they can understand, right? It's not just rich folks, you know. Um, Meryl Streep may be on the picket line, but she's doing it for the people who don't have what she has and don't doesn't doesn't have the the fortune that she's been able to you know um, uh, have in, in the in the in the industry. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Martine, I'll ask you, what are you looking for in the next coming, coming days? Uh, looking to see the deal, obviously, you know, looking forward to to the vote to ratify it, but also sort of looking to see uh, how we can continue to show solidarity to our siblings in sag after and support them to make sure that they get the deal they deserve as quickly as possible. And Zaid, what are you looking for in these next uh, couple of days and weeks? So hoping for the best, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with what Martin said. We're focused on our deal, ratifying that deal, and then turning our attention to making sure sag after gets the deal they deserve. But then I would also just underline that this feels like it's part of a much larger movement. You know, we literally had flight attendants out at our picket lines marching with us just to show their solidarity. And then Martin and a bunch of our members went out to O'Hare to march with the flight attendants when they had a picket. So 
we're seeing not just within the industry, but beyond the industry, a real kind of labor moment and a real, I think the writer's strike and the actor's strike, because they're so visible, they have like drawn attention to this larger labor movement that started up this summer. Well, that's WGA Captain Zane Doran, Martine Zimmerman, and Eric Chadron, Executive Director of SAG After Chicago. Thank you for all your time for coming here today on Reset. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you.